Good morning, welcome to Emmett Audio. <clears throat> we woke up this morning and we saw full rainbow crossing the entire valley out our bedroom window. It was so beautiful. We could see it from our bed and then when we got up you could see uh, both ends of it, which is really cool. And at first when we called the girls in to see it, it faded, but then it came back even stronger. So, what a beautiful sight. And what an amazing thing rainbows are also. I can imagine how people before they understood them just thought they were totally magical because they sure feel that way. Um, so yesterday afternoon I had what is, I think, the second to last formatting session for Greenwood Spoon Carving with Mike. Today we're going to finish it up. We got halfway through yesterday. We'll finish it today and then we'll either post it right away to be available or it might there might be some things that Mike has to do this evening and then I'll post it tomorrow. Um, but we were talking about how much we've learned in this process of formatting this book. I mean, I've learned a lot in the process of making a book, but really the big learning curve for me has been the process of taking the writing, which I've done a couple times before, and turning that into a book with, you know, formatting that m matches the feel of the book. And for all that we knew coming into it, it's been an interesting learning curve. Um, like a big part of what we're doing right now is we, so we had originally, after experimenting with a handful of things and after sort of thinking about what we liked and formatting in the magazine, we had settled on this idea of uh, full bleed images, usually one per page, but sometimes two per page. But then what we found is for the size book that this is, which is eight by 10, um, full bleed images sometimes are too big in person. Sometimes they're right, but sometimes they're too big. Um, and when you see them on a screen, it's not the same as seeing it in person. They were, they were uh, basically everything looked good on the screen. Like all the full bleed images looked amazing on the screen. But then as soon as you make them the actual size that they are, some of them were a little too blurry and we're doing the best we can with that by shrinking those ones down. But also some just didn't work as a full bleed and some didn't work as being that big. Like some didn't work being that big because the image they showed was then larger than life size, right? You know, if it's if it's showing an eating spoon, the eating spoon in the image is larger than the eating spoon in real life. It actually is counterintuitively it's it's off-putting. Or like knives were another example of this. If you have an image of knives and then uh, they become larger than life, um, it's, it's off-putting. And then there were some images that work beautifully as a full bleed all the way out to the edges of the page and others that felt like they needed a frame. So there were some images of me wearing a white t-shirt that seemed to work great as a full bleed, but then me wearing like a blue fleece shirt jacket needed a frame. And I can't describe to you exactly why. I don't quite know how to articulate it yet, except there's just this very clear feeling that I had that like, oh, this works really well like this, and this needs a white frame around it. 
at any rate, and then we also realized that there were a number of places that we're, where we are adding in more images because the pages are so big that some pages you have one full image and it just feels great. And other pages it feels like there could be more information presented with images. So we're adding in, oh man, we're probably adding in 30 images into the book which already has about 200 images. Um, So, uh, um, so the fascinating thing for me is been just that throughout this whole process, Mike and I have feel like we have sort of discovered things like, oh, this, like, this feels really good. And then, then you learn a little more and you're like, oh, except we didn't take this into consideration, right? Like sometimes, for instance, the information, if the information on the image is over on the edge that's going to be in the gutter in the space between the pages, you actually need a frame to get that information closer to the center of the page so that it doesn't get lost in the gutter. That's something that's happened a number of times. And... Um, so there's just, it's just like an endless amount of figuring this stuff out in a fascinating way. Um, and every time we think, you know, oh, this is, this is it. This is the, this is like we've, we have cracked the code. We realize, nope, there's more complexity that can be layered on top. And, and this is... We're at the point, I can tell, the feeling of the layouts that we are completing now feels, well, it feels like it's grounded in reality because I have the physical proof copy in my hands and I can see how, like, okay, take this page, it doesn't quite work and we're going to do these things to it and I can now hold it in my hand and glance from the computer screen down to the page and be like, yep, that's going to feel amazing. So we are approaching the end, but... um. But it's just made me aware that like at each stage of the process, we thought we had, we did it right. Like it wasn't like early on when we were doing the formatting that we were like, well, this is mostly right, but we'll wait and see. It was, you know, it was like we did a thing. We were like, this is amazing. And then, and then in the process of, of editing, we came around to feeling like this is amazing but this additional thing this additional layer can be done even better and I feel like that's like that's this true thing about life in general that there is always more to learn there are always layers deeper to go in terms of understanding the subtlety of things and you know something like a book you do need to uh like actually make a cutoff line and say, okay, and now we're going to launch this thing. It's just like how with a spoon. When you're carving a spoon, especially with a spoon, actually, because it's a reductive art, you know, each spoon is only going to be as good as it's going to, as you can make it in the moment, right? And you sort of, what you're feeling for is, is this as good as I can do? And when it is, you move on with each step of the process. And... You gotta, you gotta screw up sometimes to figure out where those edges are, but once you know where those edges are, it's like, 
it's a combination of the material at hand and the skill in the moment that you bring to bear, which is going to differ from day to day. And it's that combination that creates the finished spoon, which is why no two are the same. And it's the same thing with a book or really with anything else, right? It's like the material at hand, the skill you bring to bear. But then, you know, I, the, the amazing thing is that now that Mike and I know all this stuff, that's the, this is now the starting point from which we'll start whatever next project we do. Right? And so both of us have grown so much. I mean, first of all, we came at it with all the practice of the magazine under our belts, which I'm sure helped us tremendously. But whatever our next project will be, it will be from this starting point. And that's the amazing thing about getting better at something and learning these lessons is that you get to stack them. You get to learn the lesson and then that's, the, that's your starting point or that's what you get to bring to the table in whatever you do next. Last night I watched this movie called Treasure of the Sierra Madre with Humphrey Bogart that I'm watching because tomorrow my friend Terrence and I are doing a, a podcast, a conversation about it as part of his series of podcast episodes about the movies that were the inspiration for the Indiana Jones series. And I had mentioned to him that my dad, uh, growing up, his dad had a movie theater in this little town in Oregon. And we were fishing one day and talking about, I asked him, like, what were his favorite movies that he saw as a kid? And he said, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre was one of his absolute favorites. And uh, I can totally see why, having watched it last night. But the, the reason I'm bringing it up now is that one of the main characters at the end of the movie he is riding away basically empty-handed and yet he's not empty-handed because he has under his belt all of the knowledge and understanding and experience that he gained over the year that he spent with these other two characters both good and bad about good human nature about uh the process of mining for gold, about what that tells you about certain things, about stuff that he learned about himself, like, and it's such a great example of, like, we go through life, and you might think, oh, here I am, back at square one again, but you're not, because you're bringing with yourself all of the things that you've learned up until that point, and that's the amazing thing, is that we never go back to square one, that we're always able to stack the next thing on top of our experience from the previous thing. I imagine sometimes that could be a bad thing, depending on how well you have reflected on your experiences. Certainly people go through life and have bad experiences that make them bitter or mistrustful or, or someone with bad habits who should not be trusted. Right? And then their previous experience is actually a problem. 
which I suppose is why it's so important to be self-reflective going through life, so that you can build off of your previous experiences, good or bad, and they can be a positive force in your life. I, I suppose if you don't reflect on on the experiences that you have, that you could simply end up being um, subconsciously motivated by them or yanked around by, by your own self in ways that maybe you consciously would not have chosen. And that is probably, you know, the, the bad way in which your current experience is being affected by your previous experience. But if you can look back at your previous experiences and think about, okay, well, what did I learn? You know, maybe, maybe I wasn't the person that I wanted to be. Maybe this other person wasn't the person I wanted them to be. Maybe this whole dynamic was messed up. What did I learn? Well, you take that going forward, and it means that you are not going to end up in the same situation. That you're going to be able to take what you know now and apply it to whatever comes next, and hopefully build upon it. And I really like that vision. And it feels like a really powerful way to go through life. And, and an important thing to remember when things are not great, that the most important thing is to... I don't know if it's the most important thing, but an important thing is to be thinking about what's happening and why so that in the future you can build on it. And in that way, we're always essentially acting with the interests of our future selves in mind. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Thank you for listening. Talk tomorrow.